Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on the 2nd of May. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. And as we wait for the RBA, nobody seems to want to do anything. There is a 12% chance of a rate rise, according to the bond market. In other words, there is no chance. And lots of strategists are out today saying the RBA are going to go on hold. I was talking to John Abernathy, who is the chairman of Climb Capital and Climb Investment Management. I have a podcast with John Abernathy in the newsletter today. We talk about does value investing work? John is a value investor, been a fund manager for decades. He started in the 80s, same time as myself and Henry. And when you get to know him, I tell you, he has a stock of war stories which are quite hilarious, scary and interesting. Today we talk about does value investing work? Are the four big banks good investments? Does BHP have a tailwind or a headwind? What he thinks of Macquarie? And I asked him for one stock pick and he gives us his best stock pick in the world. Anyway, talking to John Abernathy, I have another podcast from him coming up which talks about the RBA and his understanding that the RBA are in no mood to raise interest rates. The four big banks used to have exposures to all sorts of asset classes, but are now 85% exposed to the housing market. They do not want to put too much pressure on, are reluctant to raise rates. And if they did raise rates today, it will almost certainly be the last, but they are unlikely to. Look out for my podcast with John on the RBA and the Aussie dollar, by the way, later on today, if I can get that edited. But we all wait for the RBA today. The other thing we're waiting for, of course, is the Federal Reserve meeting. That is on Tuesday and Wednesday. So Thursday morning, we will wake up to that. And there is now less than a 10% chance that they won't raise rates. So it looks like we'll get the RBA on hold. The market should see that quite positively. The RBA on hold. The Fed raising rates one more time, then going on hold, says every strategist and his dog. And we'll also get an ECB 25 basis point rate rise this week. But we are clearly coming into the peak and you can see that in the property market. There's a little section in my take today about property market bottoming and that comes through the core logic numbers yesterday. Sydney is actually 3% off the bottom now, is up 1.3% in April and the national average up, was it 0.5% in April? And Shane Oliver's Insights email this week focuses on the housing market and he makes the point that the return of 400,000 immigrants need to be housed but at the same time you've got things like Porter Davis going bust, the number of housing approvals falling sharply and if Porter Davis is going bust a lot of the smaller private builders are also struggling. There is a bit of a cancer of fixed price contracts running in the housing market at the moment. That's going to take some while to wash through so we have a very tight housing market. Vacancy rates, meanwhile, are at record lows, 1%. Rental costs are shooting up, and that encourages people to buy rather than rent. And at the same time, you have the peak in interest rates, very high immigration, a return of Chinese property buyers as well. And it looks like 
investors are getting stuck in as clearance rates sharply rise. And that is a key indicator for investors to get going. All tied in with the RBA today. Let's see what happens. The other thing going on at the moment is the Macquarie annual Macquarie conference. 100 companies present over three days. It's like a mini AGM season squashed into three days, three days of guidance from companies. Computer share today is down 5% as they update on margins. And there is a story that a number of companies have pulled out at the last minute from the Macquarie conference because they are not entirely certain of their guidance. The suggestion being that there are some profit warnings companies pulling out because they don't want to put in profit warnings or to say anything ahead of profit warnings. Idle rumour. But anyway, the next three days are going to be speckled with announcements from companies presenting at the Macquarie Annual Conference. The other big event, obviously, overnight was the First Republic Bank in the US had its assets swept up for, what was it, $10.5 billion by JP Morgan. The JP Morgan CEO, the famous Jamie Dimon, Demon Dimon, so famous I don't know how to pronounce his surname, he says, this part of the crisis is over. I'm entirely sure he had his fingers crossed behind his back when he said that. The KBW Bank Index in the US was still down 1.8% despite this relief rescue, and the regional bank index was down 2.7%. So the market is still harbouring some doubts, still debating whether this is the end of the regional banking crisis in the US or whether there's some more revelations to come. Either way, feeling slightly more comfortable about having sold Macquarie just ahead of its results on Friday. The US bank sector clearly has a hangover. It's going to take a few more glasses of water and a few more Nurofen and a few more days possibly to get over it. I don't want to be sitting here on Thursday night with my fingers crossed that the Macquarie results are okay. So in cash at the moment. In the strategy portfolio, fully invested, happy with that. Nothing precipitous is going on. We're also 60% exposed to the US market and we've had this big tech results bump, which has played out nicely for us. Australia underperforming the US, which is its more usual state. But after last year, we outperformed as big tech fell over. Big tech coming back now quite strongly. So doing okay there. Happy to be invested in the market. We are sliding around on the wall of worry at the moment. Our market seems to be lacking momentum. Certainly doesn't seem to be rushing up to our old high. But at the same time, there doesn't seem to be anything desperately wrong until it goes wrong. Doubtless something will go wrong. But for now, have a look at the market charts in my section today and you'll see nothing to worry about there on the NASDAQ, the S&P 500 or indeed the ASX 200. The bank sector results season in the next, in the next few days is fairly key. It's obviously a quarter of the ASX 200 in the big banks that could shove us one way or the other. The other themes at the moment are worrying about recession in the US, worrying about the US banking sector problems coming back, the Chinese economy losing momentum after the rebound, and none of that is reading particularly well for the market trend generally. So let's just get this week out of the way. Central banks, bank results, Macquarie bank results, and see 
see where we are at the beginning of next week. Our dividend strips on ANZ, Westpac and the NAB are all looking pretty good really. We're up 6.7% on ANZ, 6.2% on NAB, 4.5% on Westpac running into the results. The stocks usually peak ahead of results, in other words, about now. And if you weren't interested in the income, you might just take your little profits there. But these were described as dividend strips. I would like to be able to experience what happens with the banks over the next few days and weeks as they have results and go ex-dividend. I don't think the risks are too high, but... If the NAB and ANZ results on Thursday hold some new negative theme, we might have to bail. Let's just see what happens. We've got a nice cushion, put it that way, to take the dividend and a bit of a profit as well, in which case it'll be a successful dividend strip. So just holding on at the moment. Other things today, you probably saw there was a rumour in the AFR that Liontown Resources LTR in the lithium space had had another approach. It's had three approaches or three upped bids from Albemarle in the last month, the suggestion from the AFR is somebody else lobbed a bid. Liontown Resources have said that nobody has lobbed a bid since the Albemarle bid. They don't say whether they whether someone else lobbed a bid before the Albemarle bid. Anyway, net result, Liontown up 1.7% today, having come out of its trading halt. Rest of the lithium space looking a little bit flat at the moment. A few changes in Henry's take today. He's adding a few 4DX, JDO, selling SYR, talks about lithium. Macquarie have their weekly update on the lithium state of play today. Lithium prices stabilizing. You might have read in the weekend newsletter that lithium prices were up 10.5% in China last week, which is the first rise in five months. The sector has yet to come alight despite this rumored Liontown approach. Liontown only up 1.7%. But you can see there is a fabulous trade to be had when the interest in lithium returns. It will happen at some stage. Emery's back on the call on Osby's tomorrow, talking about 10 stocks, including the FANG and the CRIP ETFs. And he tells us he's been watching Welcome to Wrexham, which is the footy team that Ryan Reynolds got involved in. It's on Disney, I think. I saw The Villain last night. Quite good. Not brilliant. One of those nasty London gangster movies in the style of gentlemen, although not nearly as classy, has to be said. Damien did the technical scan section this morning. Magellan Financial has an RSI buy signal, one of many it has had, all to no avail. Also a sell signal on a few gold stocks, including EVN. Not much to note. Notably, ANZ is overbought going into results. Short-term daily charts. Nothing remarkable. Right, lastly, have a listen to the John Abernathy podcast today about value investing the bank's Macquarie BHP and his favourite stock in the world. I have taken submissions on what stock to add to the Macquarie only portfolio. So we might turn our one stock portfolio into a two stock portfolio. I think it's pretty obvious which stock is going to win that one. Apologies to anybody that didn't pick BHP. All good suggestions, but I think we're going to add BHP to the Macquarie portfolio to make a two-stock portfolio. It is an obvious candidate. It has enough volatility to be interesting. It regularly moves 20 to 50%. It's a long-duration, low-volatility trading stock, and there is a lot of 
information on its main drivers, which include, of course, iron ore, the main driver, but also copper and coal. You will never time BHP using fundamentals. As I've said a few times, there is an Australian fund manager's idiom which says that BHP always peaks when it's at its cheapest and always bottoms when it looks to be at its most expensive, along with Rio, Fortescue, Champion Iron, and probably a couple of other stocks as well. It endlessly follows whatever the iron ore price driver does. Fortescue is probably a cleaner correlation. There was a good trade recently in the Chinese COVID reopening. That seems to have run out of steam. So as I add BHP, we will be in cash, not BHP at the moment, which means our two-stock portfolio will be entirely in cash. More on all that tomorrow. I haven't written it up today. I will write it up tomorrow, start the spreadsheet tomorrow. So we now have a two-stock portfolio. If I keep going like this, we'll have a 20-stock portfolio and negating the whole idea. But the idea is to focus intensely on a few stocks. I think most of you sitting at home would be better if you've got a 20-stock portfolio, you'd be better in an ETF. And then adding on top of that one to five stocks that you know inside out, get used to trading, get a feel for, know the drivers of. And that's what we're trying to do in the two-stock portfolio, which may end up being a five-stock portfolio. We'll see. But BHP and Macquarie are our two candidates. Thanks to everyone who suggested the other very popular stocks, which were CBA, CSL, and a lithium stock, Mineral Resources, or Pilbara Minerals, which do have some fundamentals. But for now, we'll just add BHP. I will leave Henry to trade the lithium stocks. I may, may get to them at some point in time, but I can always put those in in the ideas portfolio. Let's keep this two-stock portfolio simple if we can. Right, there we go. Look out for the John Abernathy podcast that's already up there, and I will have another one up on the RBA interest rates and the Aussie dollar later on today. And I have another one coming up with John who gives us some very clear guidance on whether we should be upset about the changes to franking, the franking of large share buybacks in particular, and whether we should be upset about the changes to super Annuation. Look out for that podcast coming up. That's about that. As I leave you, market down 16 points. We've been down 26 at worst, running into the RBA meeting. Let's see if they can give us a bit of a kicker. The banks are almost unchanged ahead of that, as you might expect. Macquarie down 0.7%. I'm happy with Macquarie going down at the moment. And that's about that. You have a fabulous day. I will be back tomorrow.